Geekscapists. Welcome to the show. This is episode 78 of Geekscape, the podcast about movies, video games, and comics. Every week, we give you about 45 minutes to an hour's worth of news and reviews, and every show is co-hosted uh, with a good buddy of ours who is a uh, geek, of course. Last week, we had the band Racing Kites. Next week, we have the writers of straight-to-video hit Wieners with, uh, <laughs> who's the black dude from Saturday Night Live who used to be in Good Burger? Tracy Morgan. What? Keenan Raquel, one on Kel. Uh, well, the, the fat was, kid. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the fat Keenan guy. Or Kel. He is the he is the 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 number. The top, he is the top name on the on this, on this movie Wieners. Yeah. And uh, and we have the writers of Wieners. I'm very excited about that. Uh, next week as guests, we're going to review a little movie called uh, Hancock. But this week we're talking Wally and more uh, with our good friend. Nar Williams, he is a big time geek, uh, and I was pretty much floored by how big of a fucking geek this guy was. Really? You were? When I, kinda. Yeah. yeah. Nar and I are working on a separate project. Hopefully, it'll see the light of day, and I will tell you about it when it does. Um, but just in working with him, I was like, this dude has got to come on Geekscape uh, because he was a guy who could simplify Robotech. Oh, Robotech. Because Robotech, how fucking long is Robotech? Okay, it's like. Eight years, it's eight and years. it's like, and they took like twenty different cartoons mm-hmm. and mashed them into one. But you can make sense of it. Yeah. Okay, so it's all did, about. Did you proto- see the ease at which he said that? It's all about protoculture, guys. Right. So, um, when he started talking Robotech, I glazed over like when I'm talking comics with you guys, <laughs> and I was like, "This motherfucker's got to come on Geekscape and talk." Plus, he was wearing. <clears throat> what was I wearing? A dragon T-shirt. This dragon T-shirt, yeah. and I was like. You get your fucking ass beat wearing Dude, a t-shirt I, I like, like dragons that. and I like robots, so if I could get a robotic dragon at some point, that would be my dream. Well, I like women and I like robots, so we have the, <laughs> the robo titties uh, up in this junk. Now, uh, Nar... Can I, can I, t- yeah, can I, uh, yeah, talk can about I say it. that I have a blog? Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. I want right, to talk cool. about um, you know, how, how people can go and oh, test, test your geek credential for themselves. Where can oh, they find you? Well, I don't know. You know, it's uh, AchieveNerdvana.com. That's basically, the, that's it. I mean, yeah. if, if, that's, that's enough for you. He's a fucking geek. It's essentially, it's just like whatever I'm into, like at the time. So I'm like talking about, you know, I'll be talking about anything. A lot of, there's a lot of robot stuff you see on there because I like robots. I was going to be my robot today, but, mm-hmm. uh. Since we're talking Wally, but I'll say that for like okay. maybe my next well, appearance. Yeah, I mean, whatever. If... Um, but uh, you know, uh, you know, robots and uh, comic books, movies, you know, whatever fanboy shit. Uh, but a lot of science and green technology stuff too. So like uh, anything that makes me feel like you know, like you know, like as geeks, like you kind of get jazzed up, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, like when you see something oh. and you're like, oh, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. That to me is like Nerdvana, so that's why it's called Achieve Nerdvana. It's like it's like my quest to find shit that really makes me feel good inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like getting your ass beat in high school is worth it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that that's basically what what Geekscape is about. It's about a bunch of people, our, our community of Geekscape is coming together and sharing uh, the common goal of uh, you know basically sharing all these different geek experiences. You know, and it's not just the the subjects of, in the news of the week. It's Personal stories. Uh, we had our very own uh, 15-year-old from Turkey, Jiminy Cricket, on the forums talking about how he was going to lose his virginity this week. Oh, um, did you see that shit, VJ? Go Jiminy, man. Well, well, well. We we basically told him, motherfucker, don't do it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because she had been dating a friend of his. He's 15, and first off, 
as the guy who runs the boards, I really don't want an underage kid posting his sexual experiences on the boards. That shit gets a little bit weird. Mm. Uh, you know, legally, it gets a little uh, ambiguous. So mm. I was like, you know what? Like, think about it first. And definitely, if you do it, don't post about it. Um, so he ended up not doing it. He ended up passing on the offer. Um, <laughs> passing on the offer? You know what I'm saying. Uh, because he had been... Um, I guess, I guess it was a, it was an ex of one of his friends because that, that would have been a serious douche move, uh, Jimmy. Have you ever um, dated a friend's ex? No, I haven't. But I've had other friends date your do exes. That. Uh, oh shit! I have dated a friend's ex. How, now, what did it do to your friendship? This should just skip geek and went and got real real. Totally nothing. Like like he's like still like one of my best friends to this day. Mm-hmm. And like uh, yeah, but he like only went on one date with her. It's so funny. His one date that he went on with her was to see the movie King Ralph. At that point, she could date whoever. Like, she should be sucking guys off in the parking lot walking out of the theater. So, I guess that's horrible. King Ralph, I guess, didn't do it for her. No, it's not really a wine and diner, (laughs) is it? (laughs) Yeah, it was like food court King Ralph. You know what I mean? And, and I guess she was looking for something a little bit more, and that's so I took her to weekend. That, that's something too. more was me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So what did you do with this girl to uh, oh, to steal her? Shit. I think it was Pizza Hut, man. You know, with the buffet, <laughs> the salad bar. How fucking old were you? <laughs> How old was I? Yeah. Uh, sixteen. Yeah, that'll. I mean, you could drive. Yeah. So you're dri- like, well, I could drive. Yeah, and he couldn't. At that oh, you point. couldn't. No, his, his mom. I had pulled to- the same shit no, on a really? friend of mine. Did you really? When I was sixteen. 17 17 and, and 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 he he could he was legally he could drive but he didn't have a car and i took his girl and I, and and then i looked up and i was like and he was like dude are you seeing her fooling around with her and i was like no <laughs> so i just put it to a stop right there i was like dad you can't lie wow <laughs> you know but but so uh, we're both assholes they're saying no, my, cool. my case, no, no, my case was definitely an asshole case. That was, yeah, yeah. He was a friend of mine. I was definitely douching. Like I was, I, yeah, no, I, should, I, was I shouldn't have been like, doing they, it. They like he, didn't jive. He King Ralphed her. He totally King Ralphed her, brother. <laughs> and, and like they weren't jiving on the King, you know, on the John Goodman goodness or whatever. No, you, you if you so, fucking fuck up that hard, no, you do it. Yeah, like he wasn't ready for it. Did he, get, did he give you the endorsement? He wasn't ready for Oh, yeah, he totally gave me the endorsement. The, the other thing about this, Jiminy, is, um, is, is like Chris Rock says, the, the age, the music you're listening to when you lose your virginity is the music you're going to listen to for the rest of your life. I am still listening to Green Day. And I, yeah, and, and I was 17 was it, years old. Was it Dookie? No, no, well, it? I was 17. It was, uh, it was Nimrod. Uh, right. No, it wasn't Nimrod. Nimrod, it was uh, Insomniac, but um, but like stuff like Weezer, Green Day, I'm still yeah, listening yeah. to that shit because that's yeah. what I what I listened to when I lost my virginity. And Guns N' Roses. When you lost your virginity, huh. motherfucker, you're not that old. Guns N' Roses. GNR, brother, dude, I have the best story about GNR to tell. Did you well when you lost your virginity? <laughs> no, no. You know how Chinese democracy just got leaked, right? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I've been waiting for this record for like 15 years. You you're know? the one. Totally. I, I, okay, no, you're, that, I you're no, that guy. No, no, check this out. I'm the guy who's been waiting for Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the douchebag. Everyone else long since stopped giving a yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. Uh, no, but dude, it's good. It, Get it, the fuck dude, out. Dude, it's fucking, it's good. There are a couple cheesy cheesy songs, but it's actually pretty good. At any rate, I'm listening to it, you know, I'm like, oh, this is badass. He's going. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> no, but no, for real, uh. 
I was just like before I came here. I was I was I was I was recording music for the show that we're working on. You know, okay. I was, yeah. And the guy's house that I'm at that we were recording is the, is the fucking dude that leaked Chinese democracy. He's like they're talking. They're like writing about him in Time and shit. Axel. Do they know? Axel. <laughs> Axel, if you're listening. We can find the motherfucker. No, I mean, they already know. Like, the feds came to his house like a oh, week wow. ago. Oh, wow. I'm not fucking shitting you. Wait. And, and this was so funny. He's like, we're in the studio, you know, whatever. And I'm just fucking around on a guitar. And I go, hey, guys, have you heard Chinese democracy yet? And the guy goes. And the guy goes, uh, yeah, I'm the one who leaked it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm Squirrel. And I'm like, Squirrel's the name of the hacker who did okay. it. And I'm like, you're fucking Squirrel? And he's like, yeah, dude. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I just kind of, I wanted to so, share. So they came guys. to his house. What did they do to him? Uh, he was like, you know, Slash wants to he, talk to he, you. He's like, it was Mulder Fuck and Scully. Wants to talk to you. No, he said they were like really nice and they were like really cool and smart and they were just like asking questions. They took his files just so mm-hmm. they could try and trace where it came from. Okay. Yeah. So, and, so he he was just the guy who made it public, but it gotten to he's him. He's the guy who other put people. it up on his site and streamed it, and then you know let other people. He's still gonna pay something, isn't he? It's like up to ten years now for that kind of shit, in jail. Is, are we gonna miss Squirrel? Is Squirrel going away? I hope Squirrel doesn't go away, but you know Axel's fucking pissed. Well, he threatened to sue the Offspring in like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, when when they when the Offspring wanted to name their next album Chinese Democracy colon or quote you know in in, uh, in parentheses you snooze you lose. That's what uh, they wanted to name it Chinese right, Democracy. Right. You snooze you lose, and um, he's like, no, you can't do that, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it's like, he sounds like that all the yeah. time. What are you going to fucking do, you know? So, uh, no one is going to buy that album anyway, though. Well, you know, I think it's good publicity for him. You know, like, it's totally free publicity. But, it, but if, like, Axel sues him, it's going to be, like, the same situation where Metallica sued some of their fans, like, a few years ago. They're still trying to apologize for it. Now everybody fucking hates them, you know what I mean? Right. So you're only going to make, you're only going to piss off your fan base if you still but have But nobody them. likes them now. Right. People liked Metallica when they sued them. Who? Some people BJ still like want to be hipsters who the fuck cares about those people they're like they're like one od away from not even being able to buy anything all right there's no love for gnr in this room so <laughs> let's move on gnr is <laughs> gnr is fine you all right did you, that's what you were listening to in your last Virginia? no what uh, you, you know i like do you know like like in general during that time yeah, period what was i listening yeah. to and you, or you like listening during to the act no 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 no. You, i didn't have music on yeah exactly i had the music of my tears to I, get me through it i think robot jocks was playing get on the, the TV fuck out of here you I'm and your robot playing. jocks Either that or renegade the TV oh show. really <laughs> 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 no it gives me hard baby come on it's the you know, the whole time you were on top of her, like flailing away, she was just staring at the TV at Lorenzo <laughs> Longus like, on her motorcycle. Like, oh, Bobby Six Killer. No, I don't. I um, so, Nar and I went to see a movie called Wally. This is the latest Pixar movie about a robot uh, who is left on an uh, uninhabited Earth, left to be just junk. Uh, 700 years, the, the, the humans have got, been gone. Yeah. The, the Earth has been vacant 700 yeah. years. It's all trash, yeah. except for little Wally and his. Buddy, little cockroach. Because Wally was smart up. enough to keep spare parts around and replace yeah. them. You saw the all the, the other dead robots. Wally's, yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, but what ends up happening is uh, he finds a tiny little sapling, a little plant um, growing at around the same time that uh, one of the Earth, uh, one of the one of the, I guess the probes from the human colony in space, sure, uh, comes to back to Earth, yeah, and discovers his plant life. It becomes a big to-do, 
and they go back to the big spaceship while he while he hitches a ride yeah. and there's a big race to do we return to earth do we not in the midst of it there's some great jokes about the uh future of the human race and its apathy and um a little bit of a message about pollution and trash and keeping the earth clean just a wee bit of a message. Just a wee bit some people thought it, it hit a little too much uh what were what did you think about the movie um you know it's funny dude because i went to see it at uh el capitan yeah yeah, yeah. okay and like uh, that's like the tourist, like the yeah. Disney that's tourist the Disney theater. theater. It's like right there, owned on, by Disney, right. right? And it's right there on Hollywood Boulevard. And so like I walk in, you know, I'm like I walk in and like, dude, it was like literally three because it's a big theater, right? Literally like three thousand kids, and I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna suck, you know? Just like Jeremy, they'd be talking, yeah, or Jeremy yeah. Little Mutants everywhere. And and at the El Capitan, they do those like live shows before the movie, mm-hmm. and it's like. So like Woody from Toy Story's out dancing, and then Alice in Wonderland with all like all the fucking cards are dancing around, and all the kids are going crazy because all their favorite characters are out there, and so everyone's jazzed up, and then the opening shot of the movie, and it's just like, you know, total like fucking desolation. You know, yeah, desolation, like uh, post-apocalyptic. It was, it was really creepy. It all was right, great. And, and like the whole like the whole audience was like. <gasps> Like, just totally silent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> right? Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, I thought the, the first act was a little slow. Really? Yeah. I was just like, you know, it's a little slow. I like, you know, the kind of the silent movie kind of feeling, like what VJ was saying. You know, uh, you're going to get pretty much, you know, those those comparisons like Modern Times, you know, mm-hmm. Charlie Chaplin stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I liked it. And I thought uh, the design was fucking awesome, but definitely the best animation. Would we agree on the best yeah, animation? The that animation Pixar's was done? awesome, and yeah. uh, and what I like about them, and it, you know, exemplified in that first shot is is Pixar is very good at just putting an image on screen that sets an intense mood, either elation or desolation, one way or another. They can just throw something on the screen. And it tells story in just being present. You know what I mean? Just the shot of the mountains and skyscrapers of trash tell you exactly what happened, exactly what's taken place, uh, and where the story is to, to go from. You know what I mean? It gives you that starting point that you're invested in. Because it's such an extreme situation, and they do it in every movie. Um, and, and, then, and, and then they do it in, in a... Along the ways, they kind of put these these images as like placeholders throughout the film, and they're just really good at establishing quickly moods and uh, tone, and uh, it's great. I I thought this movie was really good. I can see why you thought the the beginning was slow. Um, it definitely was a was simple storytelling and pure storytelling. Another thing that Pixar uh, is amazing at uh, it was just simple A to B to C to D. Uh, you know. Like MacGuffin-driven, you know. I thought the most effective part of the movie, though, was I thought the relationship between him and Eve was pretty sweet. Like it was yeah, it's gorgeous. It, it was it was sweet. And again, like the earlier Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, simple guy gets girl, guy wants to impress girl, guy wants to keep girl. Movies. Uh, if you go see, I mean, if you guys out here, I was talking to our good friend Matt Kelly, who said, I, I said. We're talking about uh, directing, and I said, well, nobody did it better than Buster Keaton, storytelling-wise. Totally. And, and he was like, well, I'm more of a Charlie Chaplin, Marx Brothers fan. So I said, well, what Buster Keaton movies have you seen? None. 
So, Matthew, I know we ripped on you last time. Netflix The General. The General, where he has to stop a train, is one of the most incredible sequences. That that movie's incredible. Dude, with all the logs. Oh, my God. Keep in mind, there's no wire work in in the 1920s, 1930s. There's nothing. There's no special effects. Everything's in camera and everything's in person. And then you've got stuff like Sherlock Jr. There's one or two effects. I don't know how that guy did these things. You know, when you watch... But it's simple storytelling, and, and, and Pixar is... Phenomenal at telling things without, um, with that without uh, without saying. You know what I mean? They're showing, which you lose a lot in movies with kids where you you kind of you kind of sell them short. You kind of sell kids short well, by saying like, we need to tell you with the all story. the fart jokes and kind of stuff that Shrek does. Yeah, to yeah. Show yeah. them the story and uh, and Pixar Did, is amazing. Were at you it. were you like a little like? Impressed or kind of you know taken aback at like how heavy some of the stuff was in that. I mean, there were some so, pretty heavy some like the, uh, thematic. You know, you, do you mean some of the pro uh, environmentalist stuff? Well, the pro environmentalist stuff, almost the almost like the, you know, this is how humans are going to end up if we just are so you know Walmart capitalist kind of driven kind of yeah. you know basically big fat slugs. I, I think. Um, I think I think that movie definitely hit you on the head with it a lot, uh, but I think it it did a lot. Of what uh, another movie which I don't like, a lot of you guys do like it, um, Idiocracy, the movie by Mike Judge. It tells a lot of the same jokes. Yeah. It does a lot of the same themes, and it does it so much better than Mike Judge's movie. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it it's but for all a kids fun. movie. You're kind of like, well, it's kind of heavy. What's great is that you have it, and it's hitting you in the head with how lazy humanity's grown. But then at the end, uh, the turnaround, which I won't spoil for you, but when you see the captain of the ship starting to turn things around, yeah. you're elated that he's able to do something that for you and I is a very easy thing to do yeah, yeah, <laughs> because. Yeah. The human race has gone, has gone so downhill physically. Uh, and, and you get the same elation, and, and they're able to build that same moment in the same way you get it when uh, Woody and, and uh, Buzz Lightyear barely save the day in the Toy Story movies, or you know, uh, Nemo barely escapes you know, one of the, uh, the villains in Finding Nemo or makes it back into the ocean. You know, they're so good at building these sequences to where you're just elated to see the good guys win, even though you know they're, they're going to happen. I went uh, when I went to see, see Toy Story two. I went with a friend of the family's kids and their mom, and uh, we've been friends forever. The little kid, Bryson, who's now I think 13, 14, he was in he, the kids who reviewed uh, the Harry Potter book, the seventh Harry Potter book on Geekscape. Uh, you guys will remember them. He was so young during the sequence in the uh, in Toy Story two with the um, airport baggage. And yeah, yeah. Zipping around. Total. He was watching the entire sequence like this. It was so tense, and it was so built from other, you know. I mean, they can play. They can put in horror themes. They can put things in that have been built in other genres and other films and more adult films. But they put them in, and they work. You know you what know? though? And they build this little tapestry out of all this stuff that just makes a really nice story. Have you ever wondered why Pixar Pixar doesn't just go ahead and make? An adult film, like why are they only sticking to the kids genre? Wouldn't you love to see a balls to the wall, super animated, kick ass, you know, adult movie that's like better than Beowulf? Well, um, Brad Bird's making his San Francisco earthquake film. 
that's going to be live action. Uh, the director of uh, The Incredibles and Iron Giant. He's making that film. But it's not under the Pixar it, it's banner. It's not under Pixar banner. But why would you want to... I mean, I, th well, I, think, well, I, th I think as much as it may push you forward, it may take your audience and say, just kidding. I mean, it's Disney. And Pixar is their animation wing. And John Lasseter is a guy who's going to fix animation. The big, the big what the hell's going on with you, Disney, is that they... You know, and I think I've said it on the show before... Uh, You've got Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Minnie Mouse, Goofy. You've got characters who, in third world countries, are better known than their own presidents yeah. and dictators. And you guys can't make a feature film out they of these extremely popular characters. Right. You know Mario's what I mean? What's that? Mario's more known than Mickey Mouse. Mario, the, Mario, the Mario Brothers is, is better known, VJ is saying. Uh, but you got this, uh, you've got these marquee characters, but every summer they're successfully able to sell brand new characters from the ground up shove them in our faces Laura went to the grocery store and she brought back uh, you know groceries and as I was helping her get them out put them in the shelf the microwavable popcorn has the Incredibles characters on them and those movies came out five years ago yeah you know what I mean and that movie came out five years ago and I'm like and these guys make oh, incredible so long lasting characters why can't you take Mickey Mouse Donald Duck Goofy and bring them up to date I have a, a, a present for you oh you motherfucker what is I, this I, this is a Wally. uh wristband watch now what kid okay. did you steal that this from <laughs> they were handing these out at um, the movie at, at the, the capitan uh, and uh you know i don't wear watches so i was like you know what um i use the sun i bet you john would dig this so, i use the uh, sun to tell time there you go i use i use the position <laughs> in the sky I don't, I don't know if they can see this uh, like, uh, but i look don't at think how small that I like don't think it's gonna read it fit ever. i don't think it's gonna fit in my hands uh, and the thing, let, let's see if this will even fit on my wrist. Can I just say though that, like, my uh, possibly my favorite part of Wally was the previews because I about shit my pants when I saw this film? the preview for Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. I just died and went to heaven. I mean, <laughs> really, there's a hundred Chihuahuas on an Aztec temple uh, dancing around, acting like total douche. Like I was <laughs> like, what is this shit? Your Beverly really? Hills Chihuahua is absolutely why the terrorists hate us. Yeah, can you like, like see like inside like the you know the brainstorming session on that one? All right, guys, we need. A, you know what? Penguins are out this year. We need dogs. Oh, this isn't clip-on. This is like a rubber. Oh, does it? It's gonna fucking take my skin off. Oh wow. Oh god. Um, <laughs> it's not like, even right side up. Uh, the thing with Beverly Hills Chihuahua, here's the brainstorming session. Right. All right, buddy, spin the wheel. I've got the darts. All right, and... Ooh, okay. Uh, you narrowly missed penguin. All right. And polar bears, but you hit Chihuahua. Chihuahua. All right, location. Okay. Let's do this. I'll do location. This fucking shit is broken. A 90210, big boy. <laughs> we got ourselves a movie yep. called George Lopez. All right, let's get this on the um, track. Who's hot here? Um, I was describing Tim Allen as the guy who people only want to see when he turns into something. Do you think that's accurate? Speaking yeah, of those he's Disney a big guys, Dis like is he like owned by Disney? I don't know. But Everything he's ever done has been Disney, right? ABC. Dude, uh, this shit is broken. Pixar. I think you got to be a robot to read it. Look at that. Did I just give you a broken <laughs> watch? I don't know what it is. Sorry, man. I'm gonna put it around my cock. I tried. Right. <laughs> No, I'm not. It did kind of. VJ, take a look at that. All right. Maybe VJ can figure out how to how to. Here, VJ, here are the instructions. That shit ain't broken. You just gotta use the look. Look, use the instructions. It's, it's melted. Isn't Locate it? buttons one and two on the side of watch. <laughs> 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 VJ, see if you can Let's hand that. that over to the export. 
Yeah, what's that? I did like the dude. The Pixar short before this movie was great. The Magic Act. Oh, the short was fantastic. With that, with the rabbit. Yeah, Presto, and the it was called Presto. It, it was phenomenal. Oh, so good. That kind of shit. I can watch that kind of shit all day. Why don't they just release? A feature that's like six or seven of those. I've got the DVD um, of the Pixar shorts. My friend Mark Brunswick got it for me for uh, my birthday this year, and it's a compilation of the, just the Pixar. Would movies. you say that's a better present than the Wally wristwatch? Not in not in not in your presence. Okay. I would say that. Cool. I, I'm very taken with your Fair gift. Enough. I'm very taken with it's your corroded. gift. It's corroded. <laughs> VJ, VJ, I think you just haven't found the one and two buttons. Okay, VJ's found the one and two buttons. It's corroded. So box office, Wally kind of. It, 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 Wally made know, sixty million. Uh, he we made got like sixty three, and then wanted made like fifty two. Yeah, it made fifty one. Um, and uh, what did you see? Wanted? No, I didn't. Did you? Um, I saw Wanted a, about two months ago, and um, I had I I thought that, that there was a very good movie in there, but there was a, an office sequence and a, the training sequence. That were just so long um, that they kind of took me out of the movie right as the action was starting to kick in, and um, I have friends over there, so I, I said, "Listen, like that, that training sequence and the office sequence, need to cut them in half." And from what I can he- tell uh, from the reviews and stuff coming out, and people are really reacting positively to it, uh, those two main problem areas have been halved. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the DVD will be a little bit thicker, I'm sure. Uh, you might even see a director's cut, but. Uh, those yeah, those sequences were so long. Um, I heard the movie is very good and a lot of fun to watch, even though it's not totally accurate uh, to the comic book, which I think is you know that's cool. You've got your comic book, you'll always have your comic book, your your you know, and you've got your movie. They can coexist, um, and I'll, I'll probably see it again. You don't think Mark Miller's gonna go all Alan Moore on it? Disown uh, it? No, no, absolutely not. Mark Millar is uh, he's like I. You know, he he definitely wants to keep playing in Hollywood, especially with this kick-ass movie starting to shoot in August. Right. Um, and it's like an issue three now. Yeah, something. and it's like, okay, really? That's hilarious. Uh, I hope that series doesn't take a nosedive. Um, well, who cares if it does? The, 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 the movie's already been green. <laughs> you know, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. You know, uh, well, it, it, Mark Millar, a couple of years ago, uh, made... A uh, thing called the Millarverse, or the Millerverse, however you pronounce his name. And he did a, a series for Dark Horse, he did a series for Image, he did a series for DC, and he did a series for Marvel. The series for Marvel never came out. This is his series for Marvel. Oh, okay. um, Wanted was his series for Image. Okay. Um, he had this one for Dark Horse called The Unfunnies, which is car- really vulgar cartoon characters, which I really liked, a lot, but nobody did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Im- for for uh, DC... Uh, he had um, this thing called Chosen, which is about a young kid who becomes the next Jesus Christ. And then, uh, yeah, this Kick-Ass was, is the final one for Marvel. And um, I like the series so far. Um, speaking of uh, comic books and, and all that, Louis Leterrier, who did the Hulk movie, the news is that he's doing Clash of the Titans, which I thought John Singleton was still attached to. Um, but you know really? what? Really? Singleton was on it? Yeah, John Singleton was on it. You know, Lawrence Kasdan's writing it. He's also writing your shit. He's writing Robotag, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clash of the Titans, like, literally, that's one of those movies that, like, made me love movies. Like, when I saw that for the first time, I was like, holy balls, you know? Yeah, that and the Sinbad movie just I mean, yeah. were crazy. And you're just looking at it, and, and the whole thing with Medusa, like, I, that still scares me, dude. Right. That's a fucking awesome sequence. 
Yeah, no, uh, it was uh, the Clash of the Titans movie was really well done, as was like those, uh, you know, all those, uh, those, those. Um, hey, I'm totally blanking on uh, on the uh, special effects master. Um, Ray Harryhausen. Harryhausen. Yeah. Uh, no, Clash of the Titans is great. Um, could I, I think it needs to get more gay. You think so? Really? I don't know. Uh, Tokens aren't gay. No. Uh, speaking of movies. It may not need but to be But what did made. you think about his directing on The Hawk, though? Uh, I thought it was fine. I, I think as an action director, he's pretty competent. Um, the, uh, you, you liked the first half of The Hulk. Did you like it? I like The Hulk, yeah. I, thought, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I liked... I lo- well, I liked it. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely liked it. Um, I loved the first half. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, holy shit, this is Cerebral really good. and good. And yeah, good. and the acting was fantastic. It's the first time I've ever really liked Liv Tyler in a movie, ever. Oh, she's adorable. I've never really liked her, but she was great in this movie. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is good. Then, I think, towards the end, it just kind of became like a video game, head-to-head head kind up. of yeah. Mortal Kombat in the streets kind of thing. And I'm just like, eh, you know, whatever. So, um, but the thing is about Hulk, like, I think it's been out three weeks. It's like at $115 million. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's enough to make a franchise out of it again. You know, um, like, maybe the Hulk sequel should be Avengers. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think, you know, they'll put them in Avengers, but I don't think we're going to see a Hulk 2 anytime maybe. soon. I mean, not if Larry, you know, not the director keeps signing on to other people, you know, to do other work. Because um, he's supposed to do this movie Strays about super dogs in an abandoned city. Radioactive City. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, you got uh, Robert Rodriguez and Rose McGowan uh, talking about redoing or uh, revamping Red Sonia. Um, I'm gonna t- speak for the entire fanboy community when I just say why. Uh, Will there be a guest appearance of Bridget Neeson? That's the question. No, well, as a man, <laughs> <laughs> if she fights as a, a very drunk man, man. Yes. Um, Rose, um, I just Red Sonia. No. It's a really Conan movie. Give us a fucking Conan movie. Right. You know what I mean? Give us totally. like a badass, you know, make uh, up Conan for the movie. Destroyer. Please um, make up for that. But a Red Sonja movie with Rose McGowan, I don't think she has enough believable muscle to be, Fuck you know no. what I mean? She's, she's got to be like fucking a fucking Red Sonja. No. She's no, no. Okay. What if you give her the machine gun leg? <laughs> well. Uh, it's a sword this time yeah. A broadsword uh, It just shoots ninja stars I mean we all know they first collaborated uh, In that uh, They first collaborated in the trailer On the <laughs> set of Yeah Death Proof. <laughs> of de- uh, No not Death Proof Planet Terror oh. But um, you, there was that rumor that if um, Grindhouse did well They were going to do feature length versions Of the trailers from Grindhouse And of course it did abysmally um, But I think it, it. There were a couple itches that uh, that still needed to be scratched by some of the directors involved. One of them was uh, Rob Zombie, who did a trailer for that movie. He released a poster for a movie supposedly coming out in 2009 called Tyrannosaurus Rex. This fucking trailer, you, you don't like the throwbacks to uh, you, wait, older the poster, movies. Not, there's not a trailer, oh, the, the, the poster, yeah. the poster. Yeah, you're good. You're good. The poster's fucking great. I think the poster's great, but these don't do th- anything for you. Well, these these kind of movies that that supposedly are throwbacks to these older. Gauntlet. I would rather I would rather watch the older stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. what you're doing with the Gauntlet, you know, stuff. Um, yeah, like 
to me, like the Tarantino Rodriguez thing. I will where, prove to you in the gauntlet that you would much rather not watch those films. <laughs> yeah, maybe You're, you might be right. <laughs> no, but like when I watch like a Tarantino thing, like Kill Bill or like whatever, it's just like, mm-hmm. ooh, look at how retro we're being. Check it out, guys. Yeah. We're ironic. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no, dude. It's like, no. I, I, I don't know. I just don't get into it. Yeah, I see them as a celebration. I mean, I love, I love those kind of movies. And I see them as a celebration of those kind of movies. And I love those kind of movies. And I like movies that step outside of the norm. When you're looking at it, one thing I really don't like is looking is going into a video store and seeing movies that look the exact same. And I, and, uh, and I love seeing these films that pop off. And seem like they ju- they've jumped out of a different time, and uh, and they yeah I mean when I saw the Shaw brothers presented in Shaw scope on the front of First Kill Bill, I was like, so far so great because you know the Shaw brothers are the guys who just basically they're legends of kung fu cinema, and I was like okay he's definitely stepping putting the bar up here that he better fucking he better be, but was it celebrating but, and adding to but was it at that. But it wasn't at that level. I mean, well, it's, the fight it's, it's sequences different. weren't that cool. You know what I mean? The I, I, story I wasn't that great. What I thought was cool was that he um, takes... I mean, no, the, the Shaw Brothers movies are done in a completely different way. Uh, but you take that language and you play with it in a modern day language. Modern day techniques, modern day uh, visuals and things like that. And, and I just like that. I mean, what if the Shaw Brothers made a movie today? Uh, you know? I, th- I liked what he did with um, with the the Kill Bill stuff. I didn't. I, I couldn't. I mean, Death Proof. I did not enjoy it. But if he does this Glorious Bastards, mm-hmm. this World Is War Two World movie, War Two one, yeah. If yeah. he does it, I'm the first one there. Like, well, is this another kind of like throwback retro type? You know, well, the first one was movie? a '70s movie, and it had. Um, uh, What's his name? Fred Williamson, who is the baddest motherfucker I have ever shaken hands with. It's fucking badass. Name uh, dropper. Uh, I mean, this guy. You know, people are like, who? Who? <laughs> what? You're gonna you name drop name that guy? What? <laughs> I gotta tell you, Fred Williamson guys. Hey, like, I I just name dropped the guy badass. who leads Chinese democracy. And so I gotta you're, say, you're cool. Fred Williamson. When I saw Fred, I mean, talk about a fucking geek boner. And the guy was so fucking cool. Uh, him and the original also had Bose Venson, who you guys fucking know if you were in the first gauntlet from Wizard of the Lost Kingdom, the singing drunken swordsman. Yeah, Bose Venson. You know that guy. Who you guys also know from the second Kill Bill, he played the preacher. They were in the original Glorious Bastards, in Glorious Bastards, and uh, and yeah, he wants to make a sequel about prisoners who were uh, trying to escape prisoners, you know, like military prisoners who were escaping, not just the U.S. Yeah. Forces, but the but the fucking. No, when I heard, sources. but he's been working on this a long time. Because yeah. like when I heard that he was going to do a war, and those were his best movies. I was like, that's fucking awesome. I'm like, yeah. yes, dude, Tarantino, by all means, do a fucking World War Two movie. Because I'm sick of seeing you regurgitate ninjas, you know, samurai <laughs> bullshit. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I like it when he takes his time with movies. I don't like it when he turns around and makes. Uh, Except not, Jackie Brown. Yeah, I mean that that came out so quick. You know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess he had that script for a long time too. Uh, the Arrested Development movie. I don't know if we talked about it last week, but um, are they doing that? They're doing it. Yeah, Jason Bateman said that he was doing it. Um, okay. Is anyone is that is there really enough of a? Is that? I don't know. I mean, I mean, the Bean Counters must think there's somebody out there who wants to see this movie. Well, the Bean Counters didn't keep it on TV. Yeah, I think that had to do with the storytellers. You know. No. 
Um, I think the movie, yeah, we've talked about this, how the show was great, but it was too serialized to really last. Um, it should have been a little more episodic to bring more bring in new people. Should have had more jumping on points. Um, well, that's, that's a pretty common complaint with yeah. a lot of TV series yeah. these days. You read you Lost, watch Battlestar? B, love BSG, yeah. uh, Lost, you know... Um, yeah, they just announced like the top ten finalists for the Emmys. Mm-hmm. BSG's not in it again. Although I don't really think they deserve it for this season, honestly. Like they deserved Emmys first, second season. Thank you. Right, <laughs> dude. This shit's gone downhill. I fucking love Battlestar, dude. Don't get me wrong. I think Guy's Baltar is like one of the coolest fictional characters I've ever seen on TV mm-hmm. ever. I mean, he's like Shakespearean in a way. He's gone from so through so many transformations over the course of four. Does he lose believability at that point, though? And like, like I mean, I see so many of these characters go through these different. He's a good they, they actor. go back and forth so he's, much that I'm just like, writing's good on him, and he's a fucking great actor. Mm-hmm. But you know, honestly, I just I just feel like the, the third season there were some serious holes, and then this one, I'm just like, <laughs> guys, there's only. 11 episodes yeah. left do something get there yeah um yeah i, I fell off uh i have you to fall, I, you well fall. i have to finish the first half of the fourth season the the first half that's already aired i have to finish it but uh i, I did fall off and they My just announced that they're gonna do uh Caprica. apparently they're gonna do like a fucking caprica uh, well i just read today that there's a rumor that they're gonna do a bsg movie for the fall mm. because they've pushed back the second half of season four of course till next year but you know what razor kicked ass Really? You think so? I loved it. I didn't like it. I, I mean, I, I thought it was okay. Right. I liked Razor, but Caprica now has Eric Stoltz in it, so I will watch it. Um, we got to talk comics. Yes. Uh, Final Crisis, number two. You're not... Are you reading Final Crisis? No, I'm, I haven't read Final uh, Crisis. I was not looking forward to this because it was... Uh, yet another Crisis from the DC Universe that has a lot of main characters, but a lot of secondary characters I don't know shit about and could care less about. The first uh, issue... Of the seven-part series written by Grant Morrison, they kill uh, John Johns, the Martian Manhunter. Oh, they no, also that's they huge. also kill Orion, who is one of the new gods, and they shoot him with a mysterious bullet. I read that issue number one, and I was like, "Who gives a fuck?" I was not into it at all. With the second issue, I started to get really into it because I think it was paced a little better. Uh, the Green Lanterns start to investigate the death of Orion and the bullet that possibly killed him that was sent back in time and then buried itself into the ground 50 years prior and uh, in the midst of um, Jon Stewart the Green Lantern uh, digging it out and investigating he's attacked and they they blame Hal Jordan for it and he's put on trial that's that's pretty cool at the same time Batman gets kidnapped they're gonna fuck with him and supposedly I mean these villains are just wanting to take apart uh, the 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 Justice League, you see possibly Lois Lane being buried in an explosion. Uh, so things are starting to really kick up steam. Grant Morrison definitely wants to shake up the status quo with this series. And the first issue, I was like, okay, you, you killed the Martian Manhunter, whatever. Well, I mean, he's been around a long time, you know, old school DC superhero. The Grant Morrison it's been story since the Silver Age, that but... I'm reading uh, this summer is the Batman R.I.P. Do you like it? Uh, so far, so good, yeah. I like it. Um, I'm fucking, I love Batman. Can we just say, can I just get a nerdgasm really quick? Next week, we're going to get uh, Batman Gotham Knight. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit, that was yeah. so good. Have you seen, have, 
Have well, you seen well, the extended we, we, clip? Yeah, we get it on the 8th. And this thing, and I've, and I've steered clear of it because I want to just kind of sit down and watch all six, seven little episodes and, to get me primed and hard for, uh, oh, for Dark shit. Knight. It looks so I, good. I, I don't want to see any Dark Knight stuff. I don't want to see any of this fucking promotion. I don't, I, I'm done. I'm sold. Okay. I mean, this is the fastest growing advanced ticket sales of any film yeah. in history. Yeah, yeah. This thing has made shitload of money already. And, uh, I'm one of those guys. Let's just fucking give me the movie. Give me the movie. And so yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch this Dude, ma- this, oh, this anime it, it looks fucking badass, influence yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. I'm into it. I like that. Uh, I like it. I'm really excited for that. And we will definitely talk about it on on Geekscape. Um, the next uh, big storyline that whole thing is Secret Invasion. Uh, it's starting to go through. I don't know. It's Come on, it's gonna tell, just be deep to be honest. Come on, this just it's, it's so, it just it's, seems it's so fucking oh, stupid. It's okay. Uh, it started out great. It's kind of started spinning its wheels. And what it sucks is that in the Avengers books, they're going back and Bendis in both of the Avengers books is now showing you how the scrolls started to replace major superheroes. And I feel like that's in the past. We we want to deal with the present and the future. And by throwing us a bunch of storylines that take place behind us we know how they're going to turn out you're losing a lot of your drama take the characters take the stories where they're at now move forward and that's what we're really interested in so the two avengers books right now that are running currently with the secret invasion as tie-ins it's um it, it, they're not doing it for me uh even though some of the artists you know uh are doing a really good job it's not enough um Big change in image. Eric Larson, who does the Savage Dragon, stepped down as the image publisher. We interviewed him early on on the site. That interview is still up at geekscape.net. Uh, nice guy. Uh, supposedly he wanted to concentrate more on his books. Um, what was he? He was acting as publisher. He no, was the publisher. Was the writer, he was writing. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? While he was publisher, he discovered Invincible. So, Eric, you did a great job. You got us Invincible. You got us Walking Dead. You can now take it easy. Uh, the saddest thing, though, is Michael Turner. Uh, he succumbed to cancer at 37 years old. He's been battling it for eight years since he was my age. Uh, and um, It was like on and off, up and down. It cost him his hip. It cost him, you know, I mean, th- this guy had continual, continual, continual surgeries and treatments for cancer. And what's crazy is he always was just so prolific even throughout this whole thing like he would i mean he did so many covers for dc and he did so much work for all the publishers right up until the end it that's why it was a shock yeah we never knew how sick he was at any point because he when he was able to he pumped out so much work that love or hate his his actual stories like i never got into soul fire or fathom or any of that and never read Witchblade, the book that made him big but uh Love it or hate it, his style was one of the styles that came out of Image that wasn't a direct takeoff of Rob Liefeld or uh, or um, McFarlane, and uh, and he kind of did his his own thing. And he, you're gonna miss his artwork. Oh, dude, he still has variant covers coming out like next week. Like he's that's doing brutal. It. Yeah, he's doing so many of them. The Identity Crisis stuff that he did, the covers and things like that, like. That helped define what the series was for me. Seeing that one picture of a, uh, you know, the Justice League and the DC characters around the uh, around the grave at a funeral. Well, I was at the huge. comic shop uh, yesterday um, when I learned about it, and uh, they said, I guess they were friends of his. Well, and then and so they said, you know, he was at home, 
and he was surrounded by friends and family. So, you know, in that scenario, I'd say that's kind mm -hmm. of the best you could ask yeah, for. Yeah, he died in Santa Monica Hospital right over there. And you know what? Uh, you know where we, we, we shot our little deal, our project the other day? Mm -hmm. The Aspen offices are in that same gold leaf circle. Oh, no shit. They're in the same uh, business park. Oh, wow. So when I saw the Aspen office's address and one of the... Uh, uh, news stories about his death I was like oh man we were just there on Friday the, the day that he passed away huh. um, so That's yeah sad news yeah stylistically we're really gonna miss him maybe now you can go back and read Soulfire and Fathom and uh, and his different uh, books um, but uh, yeah and Jeff Loeb was one of his collaborators he you know he had a lot of friends have you have you checked out X Force, the new X Force? Yet? Yeah, I I enjoy it quite I a bit. I fucking love it, dude. I think yeah. it's badass. What they did is, you guys saw the X Men get their fucking asses handed to them in this last miniseries. That was a great X Men miniseries. Uh, the Avengers basically just got themselves divided up into a million pieces, going into Uncanny number five hundred, which is coming out soon. I just read Uncanny four ninety nine, which establishes the team in San Francisco. They're gonna right. build up. Right. But what Cyclops did. Fabulous! Is he a scroll? <laughs> but what he did was um, he took Wolverine aside, Wolverine Jr., his daughter, and uh, Warpath, and X a couple of the fucking badass, you know, we will kill X-Men, and said, you guys are like my fucking assassin Dude, team. I fucking love that, dude, because yeah. I'm a big fan of, like, Black Ops kind of mm -hmm. shit, you know, Punisher. Yeah. There's an old book from Image called Team 7 I used to love. Uh -huh. You know, anything where, you know, it's like... You know, because, come on, man. It's like, don't be such pussies all the time. Like, right. X-Men, like, whatever. You know, I love the fact that Scott Summers was like, you know what? Sometimes we, we need to, to fucking kill these people. You Charles know? isn't here. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's MIA. So let me let me grab Logan and a couple uh, of the other badasses that go, don't give a fuck about, you know, slicing up some human. And go get some purifiers. With the purifiers of the fucking religious sect. That really fucking want to and is the artwork games. not phenomenal? You know that guy start he he started out on this on this Garth Ennis written Ghost Rider book. It was a mini series, and I it's all computer generated three D modeling uh, artwork. There, like I painted. thought it was okay. The stuff that he's doing in X Force, he's playing with a lot more darks and shadows, and he's doing a kick ass job. I'm really into what he's doing here. It's fucking awesome, dude. You've got to check out that book. What's his, his name is Creighton Clay or something. The, the one drawback is that sometimes people do look similar, a little too similar in the book, but the book is well written. It kicks ass. It doesn't, you know, it, it, and it's brutal. The Chris shit Yost the, is writing it. Chris, the, Chris Yost is writing it. The shit that they did to Angel in this last issue. Oh, yeah. Ripping his fucking, there's fucking cutting his, wing, his wings up and just fucking the guy up. Yeah. Leading up to, and you guys will see this by the by the cover of episode of I think issue seven or six, Archangel. They're bringing him back to the Archangel uh, character, which is what you know uh, he was turned into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so he. I just. I, I think was, that's Angel. I think Angel. I think Angel's the guy who, who's going to get turned into Archangel. I was just um, glad to see a new X Force book because like. X-Force came out like in 91 mm -hmm. with Leffield, Rob Leffield or Liefeld. Liefeld and they had the cable. And, and the that was like that. right around the time that I like started collecting. So it was like wow. awesome. You're the reason comics died. Yeah. Because <laughs> like 91, 92, the, the era you're talking about is when they were like, oh, let's do a million foil, well, I started, foil covers. You oh, you fell God. for all that shit? Oh, no, no. I actually started reading a book. Uh, this is so weird. I, I was really like in the late 80s, early mm -hmm. 90s. I was. Do you remember the show Tour of Duty? No. 
it was a Vietnam show. It was like Platoon for TV. Okay. Okay. And Marvel started doing this book called The Nam. The Nam mm -hmm. was fucking awesome. I definitely remember the Nam. That was the first book I ever started collecting was The Nam. And so I that got me into the comic right. shop. And then I started picking up stuff like X-Force and Spidey and shit like that. Yeah, I don't want to see Garth Ennis leave The Punisher. Right? Garth Ennis has two more issues of The Punisher left. I'm fucked up about it. Yeah. Like, even more so than, like... Because like, when Preacher started wrapping up, it was coming to his ultimate, you know, conclusion. fucking awesome. You know, but it was... You know, by the time I got to Alamo, the last story arc, I was like, okay, it's time to wrap this up. Sure. The Punisher, he's been telling these episodic stories about The Punisher... I could I could read his Punisher for another fucking I could read his Punisher till I'm dead. And I can't wait till Punisher Warzone comes out. You I love like Ray that. Stevenson. We kind of knocked the trailer on the show, and I still do not have faith in the film. Now you knocked the trailer. But I also knocked the trailer to the Hulk, which turned out to be a really you know a positive. You experience. knocked the trailer just because it was just like it didn't really show anything but shooting. Right? Some, no no no. Something about the tone didn't sit like, right with me. I don't like me. the colors. That's I'm, I'm with Something you. Something with that the one. tone didn't sit right with me. Let's. Let's make this a little more realistic. You really? know what I mean? Yeah. To me, though, Ray Stevenson, when he says, sometimes I like to get my hands on God. Like, to me, that's how the Punisher talks, okay? Really? That's how the Punisher should I, talk. I feel like that's how what the Punisher says, <laughs> but the way he delivered that line feels a little forced. Now, maybe in the context of the line before or after the scene, maybe in that context, well, it'll come out extremely naturally. But, man, watching it in that trailer, I was just like, Really, this is how we talk. Yes. No, this isn't how anybody. Yes, talks. that's You're the Punisher. You're just talking tough, and it looks fake. When when I read the Punisher, that's the voice I hear. So I am your happy. father's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy with. You're home late, boy. Yeah, Christian. I mean, it was the same problem I had in Bat. One of the few problems in Batman Begins was, oh, yeah, was when Christian, he was, yeah. was when he's trying to inflict like like put fear in the yeah, bad yeah, guys, and he, and he goes, oh, "I'm Batman. I'm scary." <laughs> and it's like, uh, "How's the trip to Flavor Country, Smoker? Because you sound like you're about to cough up a lung. Right. Hey, you better put her down." Like, right, because yeah. tough guys smoke. Yeah, well, he just sounds like somebody who's fucking fighting. His throat falling apart. Um, yeah, right. Well, you'll be I'm there. gonna see this. You'll shit. be there. Totally. Dude, what did I tell you? But but the I told you if they do, you know, X3 sucked. Fucking a week blue. after X3 came out, if they came out with an X4, don't tell me you guys wouldn't have been there. If Batman and Robin comes out a week after it came out, maybe the maybe the main populace wouldn't Sans go. Sans nipples. But you would be there. Yes. You would have been there. If we all would have been there. You all would have been but there. That's Spidey why Four, we're there. We'll always see. That's these. why we're riding the geeks. That's why we're in Geekscape. That is why we try to reach Nerdvana. Um, nice. I gotta tell you, uh, video games is a big part of being a geek, okay. and uh, you can submit news on the on the uh, on the website uh, at Geekscape. You can sign up. You can submit news, and we have some news stories submitted by our own users. Uh, Shu, who I see quite a bit on um, Xbox Live, he said that the next Castlevania is going to be for the Wii, and it'll be a uh, a 3D game. Possibly a fighter. Really? Yeah, I I really like the story-driven aspect of most That's of the Castlevania games. Yeah. Even when it jumped to the PlayStation and it started being item and a little bit of role-playing driven, I was cool with that. A fighting game feels like you're taking one of the strongest things about Castlevania, the story, and the character, and cutting it short and making it a fighting game. Well, I think a lot of developers right now 
are trying to think up games that you can kind of pop in and out of. Like, you can sit down and play mm. for 15, 20 minutes and then turn it off and go eat dinner. You know, and stuff like Assassin's Creed or Final Fantasy or, or Metal Gear, right. or any of those things, they're like involved epic games. And I think we might see a little more of this direction. This Especially maybe, on the Wii. Especially, Especially on, on the Wii. Wii. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that. Have you, our... have, you, uh, have you heard the latest news on Soul Calibur? This kind of pissed. The Soul Calibur 4 that you can play as Vader and Yoda, that whole thing? Yeah, but there's a new character. This fucking pisses me off. <laughs> Wait, off. what? This fucking pisses me off so bad. Whoa, whoa, calm down. On the PS3 version, because I, 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 I have Xbox 360. Right, right. Okay? And I have no plans to get to PS3. Anytime soon, at least. Uh, on the PS3 only, you can fucking play Kratos from God of War. That is badass, dude. That pisses me off, though. I don't get to play Kratos. <laughs> How badass is that? You know, I don't like fighting games. Uh, but that, but even I have to say that's fucking badass. Right? You, I mean, I would want to play a fighting game now just to play as Kratos. Like, fucking Star Wars shit. I'm done with Star Wars. Been done with Star Wars. Darth Vader, Yoda. Yoda must die. My shit didn't even get hard for that. I didn't even get a partial. Right. But Kratos, what you just <laughs> did was threaten to threaten to pant tear up in this shit because that <laughs> makes that gives me the hardness. Like, you know, especially I'm playing for the PSP version. Yeah. And I, dude, fucking, that's awesome. Is Kratos not, Kratos not like the biggest badass? Now there's a motherfucker who talks tough. Yeah. But but he talks. But he backs it up. Backs with it some, up. Like yeah. some like head ripping. Stevenson, shit. you better show up and be ready to back up that gravelly voice. When are they gonna make a God of War movie? I don't know, man. But that fucking the cinematics and that that the storyline of those games are so incredible. Beautiful. I will. I mean, that's a system seller for me. Right. If God of War comes out, and you know it's gonna come out to the PS3, well, you is. know it is. It is. That's a, that's that, when we that go buy the system PS3. seller. Sure. Uh, and that's the only system I have yet to get, and I want it. Um, I definitely want it for the Ratchet and Clank game. Notorious big adventure platformer. platformer. I fucking I love, love it. I fucking love platformers. Um, speaking of uh, God of War and uh, its many takeoffs, remember the Ghost Rider game and shit like that? Like the, like the Conan game that you yeah, were talking yeah, about yeah. earlier? Those yeah, are yeah. such God of War ripoffs. Uh, Heavenly, Sword, Heavenly Sword was one of them. Yeah. Uh, they were supposedly going to make a sequel out of it. Uh, Jake went away, one of our faithful uh, writers and submitters on Geekscape. He uh, just submitted the news that the Heavenly Sword sequel was canceled. With the little quip, Jake, I thought it was very funny and very smart. I guess Sony wanted a game that was longer than six and a half hours. Uh, that I played it a little bit in like the store. I wasn't taken with it at all. Um, it just seemed like a fucking God of War light. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't want to like make God of War when they didn't know how to use the system, so they just yeah. That's what it seems like. So it seems like they threw Heavenly Sword out there. So they know like not to, to mess it up. To to get the system get going. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, I think yeah. Sony is finally. You remember how much shit we talked on the PS3 when it came out? It was underselling. It, yeah. it deserved it. Uh, I guess Resistance was a very good game. VJ really likes it. You're looking forward to the sequel. It's now now that it's got now it. that it's got its legs. Now it's yeah, got yeah. some momentum. Yeah. In, inertia. Is that the word? Uh, or are you looking for momentum? Sure. Now let's get you the God of War game. Now make me go and spend eight hundred, nine hundred dollars on a fucking system. Um, <laughs> I just need more time. Like, like v, when VJ bought his Neo Geo back in nineteen ninety four for Wing Commander. Um, <laughs> the Neo Geo. When, when VJ went and bought the Neo Geo, no, no, he bought the three DO. 
when VJ went to buy the 3DO, uh, he he spent maybe twelve hundred dollars on it. He was very satisfied with his experience. Remember the 3DO? I didn't know it cost. Was that the oh, Wing Commander with Mark Hamill? Uh, dude, Mark Hamill dude, I gotta tell you, he was in three and four. Mm. The four also had um, uh, Malcolm McDowell. Wasn't Michael York in one of those? I two? fucking loved those Wing Commander games, which is amazing that you mentioned that because I wanted to talk about the forums. How are we doing on time, VJ? We got five minutes. Let's quickly talk about the forums on Geekscape.net, especially your golden age of comic books. Um, oh. My golden age of comic books, which is a forum thread. I thought it was video games. Uh, video games. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, our, our Geekscapist, I Am Lost, uh, he started this thread, Your Golden Age of Video Games, and his... Uh, please, I have email. I will read it for you. I am a prince and I need money. Um, I Am Lost said that, what is your golden age of video games? I've been thinking about this, and for me it was a time I didn't have any consoles and computers were the shit. I'm paraphrasing, I'm sorry. Uh... And you had Settlers and Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Fond memories of going to my incredibly rich, rich friend's house. Uh, I used to have a new a big box every week and shelves filled with great chunky boxes, uh, which looked and felt impressive. And by boxes, you mean the computer game boxes, I'm guessing. It made me sad to think the way games have gone away from the big box design. Gajira, who uh, has a pretty cool uh, Metroid Samus uh, you know, avatar here, says, I guess it would be the Atari 2600 NES days for me. He's a little bit older than me, not much. I realized they were released several years apart, but I got my Atari late, so it bumped right into uh, when I got an NES. I say my Atari and when I got an NES, but at the time, the game systems were the entire families. Remember that? Like, right. our Nintendo was the entire family. It's kind of getting back to that with Wii. Um, of course, for me, I was pretty, you know, I enjoyed the NES because Dragon Warrior was my big game. Uh, and of course, uh, stuff like um, all the adventure games, the the Sierra and LucasArts games, going right into Origins games, the fucking Wing Commander games. Those were the shit. Right. And that took me right into college, and then I kind of fell out until this last couple, uh, these last two um, systems, PS2 and now the Xbox 360. Uh, of course, Monkey Island. You guys know I'm a big Monkey Island fan. What would you say was your big golden age of gaming? Um... Well, the twenty I had the twenty six hundred. I'd say that was my Bronze Age, if you will. You know, I had four bit fever back then, but uh, it's got to be NES. It has to be. I mean, um, the original. Yeah. Well, are you going to say some bullshit about how you beat Battletoads on the show? Because I got to tell you, people come on the show and they said they beat Battletoads. No, man. Uh, and that's uh, what was it? Uh, Kid Nicky, Kid Icarus. You know, mm. all the Super Mario games, fucking Mega Man, dude. Remember? Uh, fucking uh, uh, the hockey game. The ice ho- the okay. Nintendo NES ice hockey game. <laughs> or Double Dribble. You know, all Double Dribble. Oh, just, <laughs> I know, just dunked the basketball. Tyson Punch-Out. You know, I mean, God, dude, they were great. Games. In, in, in playing the first Ninja Turtles up until the point where you had to figure out how to throw the fucking rope across the... the, the, the uh, the uh, rooftop. Remember how hard that was to figure out how to fucking throw the rope out. across. Dude, ha- VJ just figured it out two months yeah, ago. Yeah. That shit's been some out of that so shit is so hard. Um, Zelda, you know, Castlevania. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say the hardest NES game I ever had was Spelunker. I don't know if you guys know that game, but like, I couldn't even make a cut fast. <laughs> first, 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 fucking bored, man. Yeah. 
Um, it was the like, Nintendo for me was like a series system that I watched a lot of people play. Yeah. Once it got to the Genesis, I started to become more active, especially with things like Quackshot and maybe the best platformer. Sonic. You want to say Sonic, but I'm going to say Mickey Mouse and the Castle of Illusion. Really? Because that was the shit. It was good. uh, Genesis definitely had the best of the sports games, I think. Mm -hmm. That's when Madden started up. Mutant League Football. Mutant League Football, badass. And Bill Lambeer's basketball. Um, And uh, uh, the NHL on on Sega was the jam. Shaq Fu may be better than Street Fighter. Double Dragon. Fucking with you. Um, back, uh, Dave here is saying, for better or worse, I'd say my time is right now. Uh, just like Corey Feldman in the Goonies, his time is now. And he says, I didn't get an NES, SNES, any of that shit. I've never touched a Sega system, but I played the original PlayStation maybe once in high school. But right now, he's got the Wii, the Xbox, the 360, the DS. He's got all this shit, and he's enjoying it. He's looking forward to Spore uh, and Spore. all that. So, guys, get on these forums. Read a lot of the responses in the golden age of video gaming thread. Um, and put, start your own threads. Get, get on the thread. website. And just fucking geek the shit out. VJ threw it in here. He's talking shit. He's talking about how he played NBA Jam and The Simpsons, Sunset Riders. What you got to understand is our little friend here is like the lawnmower man. When he's playing this game, he's in the game. NBA Jam, he had the big head. He's dunking all over Malone. That's how he plays. Um, VJ is the master of video games, especially cheating. Uh, So, guys, go on Geekscape.net. Buy some merchandise. We got t-shirts and stuff like that. Also, be our friend on Facebook. Search for Facebook on Facebook. Search for Geekscape. Also, we have a MySpace. MySpace.com/slash/GeekscapeNet. But definitely want to thank my guest Nar Williams for being on the show. Thanks hopefully, we we'll see me, more of him. I think you guys are gonna like him a lot. Thanks, guys. Hopefully, you'll see our project, and hopefully, you guys will go to his blog, AchieveNerdvana.com. Yeah, that is where you can go. You can hang out in the pool of Nerdvana, get your swim on, get your geek on. And uh, you have everything that he... I will see you guys on the Geekscape forums. I vow to... Wherever you may go, I will find you! Last of the Mohicans reference? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And on that note... You're among friends. (laughs) 